This is Drew versus World, a podcast about giving inspiration through information. Today we have on the podcast special gave special guest Dave Anderson, the business bully. How you doing today, sir? Drew, I couldn't be doing any better. If I had your hands, I'd cut mine off, brother. <laughs> what a way to start. We had a little impromptu conversation beforehand, and it, mm-hmm. I, I can say nothing but it being lovely, uh, just like reminiscing about our taste of barbecue and North Carolina cooking is just, to, to say the least, it's amazing. It's amazing Absolutely. how, uh, what, what, what makes us, what makes us, uh, what kind of food makes us go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of food. If you eat too much of it, especially if you're eating uh, barbecue, it's going to make you go, bro. Oh, man. And it's going to make you like, go. <laughs> he was talking about this one place called Cookout. I don't know if anybody Listen, has ever been, but you need to go. <laughs> not now, <laughs> but right now. Go. <laughs> like, I don't know if you got to travel. I, I, hey, you can't get on a plane, get in a car, make a drive. Uh, right. From where are you at? <laughs> you better call Oli to Adams. I don't care how you get there. Just get there if you can. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, good. The, the cookout is. I'm trying to watch my mouth because I don't know if I can cuss on your show. I'm going to tell you, you right say now. Say whatever the fuck you want. Nigga. That <laughs> <laughs> damn cookout. <laughs> hey, for a chain restaurant, that's some good eating. Shout out to cookout. I know I can't get an endorsement anymore because I'm no longer a North Carolinian, but I want to tell you, thank you for at least 25 pounds of this gelatinous goo around my waist. I salute you, cookout. And, and, and listen, they'll, they're like, hey, just 25? Oh, we ain't yeah, doing I mean, something right. We ain't doing something right. He must have <laughs> ate a salad somewhere before he got here. <laughs> Listen. Who, 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 like, what, what, what you missed out on? What you missed out? On? We, we'll send a whole bucket of that sweet tea to you. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely need the sweet tea yeah. up here. I try to get it as close as humanly possible, but they look yeah. at me strange when I walk out with sixteen bags of sugar and one pitcher. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, but no, but man. What I, type I, of coke I, is that man making? <laughs> listen, I don't know the recipe, but I tasted some egg and cinnamon. <laughs> You know, so it's uh it it's a good thing. It's a good thing, man. I'm 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 enjoying life. Um I love my time in North Carolina. It's just some of the nicest people. Um it, it it's just a great thing, man. Like I think the the thing I learned about the South, which has served me well mm-hmm. in business, is up north, and you notice know you're from Brooklyn. You know, mm-hmm. East Coast cats, like Philly's only a half step down. From New York mm-hmm. as far as speed. Everything is quick. Get to it. Yeah, right. Like our, our yep. default. You know how they say women have resting bitch face? Our, 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 yeah. our, our default, our, our resting face is mean mug. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Nothing. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he funny. Like that's what we do. Like we talk too fast and we don't, we don't greet each other. We don't, yes. you know, spend time. Hey, how you doing? And actually mean it. Like those things go a long way. In you know, cultivating relationships. And that's the one thing that I picked up in the South, just the relationship is more important than the money. And sometimes people don't understand your relationships lead to revenue. But I digress. Mm. This is your show. Go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> yeah, R and R. Um so I, I wanted to start off with um a section I like to call a shots fired. It's what I call elevated icebreakers. It's about twenty-five questions. It gets mm-hmm. real simple in the beginning, and it gets a little more thought-provoking at the end. 
um, and the first thing that comes to your head, just let it fly. And I don't think that'll be an issue with you. Yeah, I'm going to try my best. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going right. to try my best. And this is Shots Fired. What's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite sport? Wrestling. What's your favorite movie? Wow, that is a tough one. Um, it just depends on what day of the week it is. Uh, if I had to give it one, it would be Rocky Three. Nice. What movie do you hate to love? <sighs> what movie do I hate to love? Trolls. Ooh. What's your favorite cartoon show? Ever? Mm-hmm. Ah, favorite cartoon show ever. Hmm. I'm going to go with Thundercats. Mm. The original. Not, not that mm. bullshit they put on Cartoon Network. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. What's your favorite cereal? Wow. Favorite cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I'm a TV junkie. Uh... Favorite TV show. Star Trek The Next Generation. What's one place you want to visit that you haven't yet? Bali. Um, what fictional world would you like to visit that you, that you always had on your mind? Wakanda. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be me. Uh, as arrogant as that sounds, like... You know, I got, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to kill your rapid fire here, but I think the biggest mistake we make, especially black people, is limiting our children by saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? I started my career at nine. Mm. You know, we wait way too long on things. We're way too slow on things. I feel like, you, especially, I didn't have the internet in 87. Like, I feel like you can, you can be whatever you want to be right now. I have a client, 13-year-old client. She is the youngest uh, professional runway model. She's walked New York Fashion Week. Naomi Campbell follows her on Instagram. Oh, wow. So, you know, like we put limitations on our kids based upon what society has told us. I, I you know, when I, when I was a kid, ironically, just to answer your question, you're not going to believe this. I wanted to be a trash man. I used to think it was the coolest thing being on the back of that truck, not having to bother anybody. And then like I actually smelled a trash truck. And while I still want to ride on the back of a trash truck, yeah, nah, I'm not, nah. That coming home smelling like trash truck juice, fuck that pension. It ain't worth it. <laughs> I can go out here and buy my own pension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, those are brave men and women who do that, honestly. Like day in, day out, just <laughs> salute them for, for Absolutely. real. You, res- you put some respect on their names. <laughs> Come on, smell like trash truck juice. Oh man, their mm-hmm. their partner, whoever they are, they're just like, listen, Ooh. waiting for this pension to kick in. <laughs> waiting for it. That's all. <laughs> Government benefits, boy. That healthcare is good, and it's gonna need to be because I can only imagine the sludge and shit they come home with, oh. and it's all in your pores. Like you ever date somebody that worked at like a fast food restaurant? Yeah, come home smelling I... like fries and Big Macs and shit, or like or fish. <laughs> The worst is like a seafood place smell like fish and shrimp and that. Mm. Ugh. 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 Yeah, I'm good on that. Long John Silver's yeah. my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what What did Long John Silver's like? Co- um, 
partnered with. Was it Taco Bell? Yeah, I'm I think sure about something like Taco else. Bell or K- yeah, yeah. I think KFC, Taco Bell, Long John Silver's. Yeah, like they all like have the same. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to, I had a ex that was a uh, used to work at McDonald's, and needless mm. to say, she just smelled like burgers and fries all the time, and and um, what what chicken selects. <laughs> wow, chicken selects. Now, yeah, that that was the high end chicken tender. They just, they, they just battered it twice. Congratulations. Exactly. We use real chicken on these. <laughs> really? The hell is that nugget? Really? <laughs> you already know. In the in the McChicken, is nothing but a big ass nugget. It, basically, I, I the thought process I thought was that they took uh, a bunch of nuggets and put them together and just made a McChicken. That's that's, that's my idea. Yeah. I was like, oh, they taste delicious. I don't care. <laughs> um. If would you um would you go forward in time or back in time? Hmm, that depends. Do I get to go back in time and jump into my ten year old body and do this all over again? Back to because I do that as long as I could take my knowledge with me. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Listen, I'd be like hot tub time machine. It 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 it'd be day. It'd be Dougal. It would be Dougal. <laughs> You know, I I would I would have bought more stock in AOL. There's a lot of shit out of like just mm. not now, but right now, I would have done. I would have like there's certain things like I went viral before YouTube. Like I, I did an interview with mm. B2K, but um I only had the audio up. I wish I had videotaped it because I predicted that Omarion was going to leave that group and and oh the B2K stands came after me in such a way that I can only like the B2K stands are twenty times worse. In in oh three oh four, then the Beehive. I will take them over the Rihanna name. They they are vicious. I listen. If if it's the Bloods, the Crips, the Gangsters, Disciples, and the Vice Lords versus two thousand three, two thousand four B two K stands, I'm winning every time because they are vicious. Don't you talk about Omarion <laughs> and I love Little Fizz. Yo, like so if you could have seen. Oh my God. Like if you could have seen the look on Omarion's face when I busted his ass out, and I love Omarion. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, yeah, like stuff like that. Uh, like there's a lot of stuff I'd have done over. I'm not really worried about the future because I already predicted. I already know what's mm. going to happen. It's the past really? I'd like to go in and, and, and change a couple things, you know. But yeah, no, I, I, I've always predicted the future, bro. Like I already know what's going to happen. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you let Can you let all of us know? Sure. <laughs> um, you're going to see like certain things that you just have to pay attention to, like. Um, one of my favorite quotes says, if you understand how a man thinks, you never have to concern yourself with what they'll do. If you, if you Mm. instruct them to go to the back door, they will go automatically. And if there is no back door, their very nature will create one. People get caught up in the wrong thing. See, people show you the front, the facade of what's going on, but they don't tell you what's going on in the back end. Pay attention just recently in, in, in recent years, right? First, Jeff Bezos gets divorced, right? Mm -hmm. Now Bill Gates is getting divorced, Mm -hmm. right? So you know what happens when somebody gets divorced? A lot of times, especially when you're talking about a high earning man, what? Not say high value, high earning. <laughs> stay, stay with me now. Uh, I, what, what happens is they 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 take a bath financially, and I think that they know that a collapse is coming, so they're going to hedge their bets. And then you know sometimes mm-hmm. money just happens to get lost in the sauce here, there, hither, and yon. Right. Um, I think and I've told this to people before, like you got to pay attention instead of focusing so much on this coin, on that coin, focus on the blockchain. Mm. 
Focus on getting NFTs popping. Focus mm-hmm. on creating your own networks. Focus on creating and disseminating your own information. Start picking up pen and paper and writing because that way it can't be um, digitally altered or redacted or transmitted. Like, start paying attention. And also, I told everybody. Like if you go, go, my Instagram will prove me right every single day. I told people at the beginning of the pandemic, people are going to work from home. And when they started making people work from home, I said, here's what's going to happen. When the, um, when stuff starts to go back to normal, two things will happen. Um, business owners like myself will realize, you know what? I don't really need this brick and mortar. I don't need to pay for the water cooler. I don't need to pay mm-hmm. for this damn Keurig machine. I'm not getting you your fucking espresso. <laughs> um, oh, this vending machines, they're out of here. Matter of fact, fuck all these cubicles. All I got to do is make sure that you have Zoom. So basically, I'm outfitting my company for $59.95 per month. And I don't have to see you. And I can pay you whatever the hell I want. This, that, and the third. Conversely, all the people who are telling me that, oh, Mr. Anderson, it's unfair and completely unrealistic. Everybody can't be a business owner. Everybody just can't work from home and blah, 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 blah. These are the same morons who are on TikTok right now going, well, you yes. know, I like having my glass of wine and I like having it right by my desk and I can watch Handmaid's Tale on mute. I'm not going back into that office. Yeah, because you know you're about to take a financial bath between getting dressed, getting your hair done, getting your nails yeah. done, commuting back and forth, car maintenance. Like you save yeah. 60 grand just by sitting your ass at home. Easy. Yeah. But then you could put that effort into your own business. Etsy shops are booming. You can get a kid right now in Sri Lanka to operate your Shopify store, uh, put the products in there, handle the drop shipping, do the ads for you, and they'll take $150 per every thousand you make. And you're trying to tell me that... You, you you you're you're trying to you don't want to be a business owner you're a moron and then you know let's face it most people don't want to read the tax code because that's not sexy i'm trying to make the unsexy shit popular bro mm-hmm. so yeah there's the future there it is and if you don't believe me go look at wally <laughs> i'm saying wally told you what jeff bezos was going oh, to do yeah. y'all wasn't paying attention now you if you're a gym if you're if you're a gym owner you're in trouble if you're yes. a personal trainer, you're in fucking trouble. If you don't have a digital course, you're in trouble. There's this yes. thing called Fight Camp. It's literally a heavy bag. It takes up two square feet. Yep. You can put it in a corner, and for twelve hundred dollars, yep. you knocking motherfuckers out. <laughs> you know, so yep. there's that, and then you know, also like another thing that people need to watch out for. You got to watch out for the sneaky ones. Zucks is sneaky. Right. Mm. First thing he does is he tells you before Congress. And I told people in 2017, I said, face, I said, Facebook, as you know, it will die on or before November 19th, 2019. And I was right. The Facebook that existed in 2017 is not the Facebook that exists today. And when he testified before Congress, he said there will always be a version of Facebook that is free. Think about how many things are monetized on Facebook now. Facebook mm-hmm. is no longer a social media site. It is a microcosm of the internet. It's got a TV network. It's got shopping. It's got podcasting. It's got everything you need to, to function. Oh, and by the way, if all of this stuff, right, is free to consumers, then the consumers are the product. Now, here's the other thing, and then I'll shut up and let you keep mm. going, right? They started using the Muppets. Pay attention. They started using the Muppets to push this thing called Portal. And then they had yes, uh, people thinking... asking their daddy, you know, how do I make a good spoonjili, daddy? And he's walking you through it. And by the end, you see that the thing is just following you. Here's what you're not paying attention, right? 
Um, if you're from the streets, you've ever seen this three card Molly game, uh, three card Molly game, you know, it's misdirection. So if, if I have you looking mm -hmm. over here, you're not paying attention to what I just did over here. You see what I'm saying? And while this yep. is here, you know, you don't, you don't know for a fact that I didn't just have it and now it's over here. You're not paying attention to what's happening. So while that thing can move and see whatever you're doing and the terms and conditions say that can, they can open up the camera at any particular time. So it can go and scan your kitchen and see that you have gold yep. metal flour or, um, uh, or Vita, a Vita Cocoa um, coconut water, not an endorsement, just an example, right? And then they'll <laughs> take that information, they will collate that information and say, hey, Vita Cocoa coconut water, I and know that, right that now there's one, mm -hmm. there's 1. 1.8 million people right now in Colorado drinking your shit. Would you like to get in front of them? No? Hey, Vita Coco's number one competitor. We got 1.8 million yes. people who drink this. You want to get in front of them and beat your competition who just told us no? If if they're giving it to you, then you're the product. And you're letting them into your home and you're letting them scan everything. Then you have these other sites like the one owned in China, like TikTok going, this is my edge. This is my sign. This is what I do. <laughs> and what I like, this is where I'm from. <laughs> you sound like you're giving them your demographic information. Somebody's selling that. Yes. So, uh, Dave, yeah, Drew. So, Dave, I am not a. So, I'm in the technology field, and mm -hmm. my concentration is data. So, I've seen mm -hmm. the writing on the wall since they introduced cloud, right? So, I, I was like, when cloud first started, I was like, I was like, you just put uh -oh. your, all your information up there? I was like, right. But then so anybody can just we pull can it look, down? We can just look at it. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. it like, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing of cloud. You, you know, you put your stuff there and you can get it from there and you get it from there. But we can look at it too. They're like, yeah, but your security parameters. I was like, but we, I, so for instance, like you're saying, leads, right? So mm -hmm. Salesforce and things and like leads generation. Mm -hmm. So now there are companies, I won't tell the company I work for, but the company, there's companies that will sell you leads, like you're saying. Like Vita Coco, their number one competitor. You're like, okay, yeah, we have all these leads of people that will buy our, your product. Mm -hmm. Go to them because we know X, Y, and Z because of all this data we've gathered. Where are you mm -hmm. getting this data from? From the Facebooks, from the Googles, from APIs, from mm -hmm. different types of information they're gathering from you. And you don't even know from your phone. Like right. now, there's, like I've created a couple of phone apps. And from the phone app, you can literally tell almost to the the street where a person is right mm. so you'd be like okay these people in a 100 block radius they want let's say we're using coconut water they want coconut water right and then we're like okay now we know these people buy hundred dollars worth of cocoa water a year now let's go to the other people around that corner you know and now they're right. selling to those people so like you're saying it's the right the game in the future will be data. It'll be a fight on data. People mm -hmm. will be Terminator. Not robots, but it will be data. It'll be fought yeah. the trenches will be fighting because of data. And yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. So I, I love that futuristic take. Yes sir. Um so next question, who is your celebrity crush? It's just like completely off the topic we were just talking about. Wow. <laughs> That I haven't dated or met. Mm -hmm. Um. Wow, Chloe Bailey. Okay. 
Yeah, no, Chloe Bailey's dope. And I'm just trying to figure out, and I, I talk about this with my daughter, um, and I say that lovingly, like I like I would never. But, you know, like, Chloe Bailey, like, what kind of vegan is she? What vegetables are you eating that produces that? There's not a carb on earth. She must be eating some Wakandan carbs. There, like, there must be some type of alien vegetation this broad is eating, and she's not giving any of it to Hallie. <laughs> you know like stuff like that but no man i just i think that uh i think that that's uh yeah no i think i think she's pretty dope you know what i'm saying and then yeah. like i like I, I like um all types of you know like i think angela bassett's super amazing Fire. you know what i'm saying <laughs> um you know the, you know the classic Nia long mm-hmm. you know um i'm an erica badu fan you know, I love Joe Scott. Oh, can't say that because then the next thing you know, they'll say, "Oh, you from the, oh, you know, tell tell Joe Scott Papa's looking for." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that one's gonna come back to haunt me. I don't care though. <laughs> Erica Badu shaped the way I date women. Like she is was like the upper echelon of like the women. If you ever see like the women, like even my fiance now, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, she's like." This is like yeah. who you like. Yeah. Like I remember I interviewed Common, right? And I was like, dog, what happened? Mm. He said, What do you mm. what do you mean? I said, bro, you used to be hardcore. You used to be like I whip anybody's ass in NBA Live. He's like, No, I, I still will. I'm like, nah, bro, you got with Erica and something changed. He was like, Well, honestly, <laughs> Erica inspires freedom. And I was like, no, nah, nigga, it's something special, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't know because I hadn't met Erica at the time, but you fast forward a few years, like maybe nine, 10 years. Um, my agent is her attorney, right? Guy named Ward White. And mm-hmm. I met Erica and I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, because it's like she has a thing. Like I met Prince. She has that thing that Prince has, you know, and she'll say thing. something to you. Like she'll observe something about you. And you're like, she's like, I really like your skin. And I was like, and then, like, you got to watch out for the herbal tea sipping women, bro. Like, because they be hiding stuff. They different. Ain't they nobody different. know what was under them wraps and them sarongs and whatnot. Like, it's, that, that's a whole lot of Kente cloth coverage, homeboy. Like, nah. No, that, that's what inspired Freedom Common. That's why he was wearing socks and the toes in it and eating apples with knives. Talking about, oh, we living in a dream world. Rapping to blind women with green eyes. Nah, brah. Nah, nah, you you got your whole world whamalam, homie. I listen. I spent I spent an hour with Erica Badu, and I didn't know I didn't know my name, so I already know. Like, nah, bro, no sir. The same thing happened to the three stacks too. That was kind of like the wave. Like you get yo, Erica you remember Badu, he was changes. wearing throw. Yeah, he was wearing throwbacks and hoodies, and the next Turn thing you know, he looked like a, he he turned around and started uh, looking like he was the lost black member of the Legion of Doom. Spike head, uh, spike um, football pads, and everything. Nah, bro, nah. There's something there, and I don't want nothing that good, bro. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. <laughs> I fear anything that good because anything that good can't be good for you. It's like a pig picking. It tastes good going down, but it's going to fuck up your insides. <laughs> I'm so going to die for this. You already know. Somebody's going to come after me. So, so who, who, who is your, you have all these different art, like all these different artists you talked to, you interviewed, you've been a part of their, you know, their, their lives basically. Um, cause yeah. I heard about the, the story with, uh, about Lil Wayne 
Um, yeah. So who would you say is your favorite artist? And I will preface this by saying it doesn't have to be a musical artist. It can be anybody whose art invokes emotion to you. Well, that's a tie. Right. Musically, it's David Banner. Mm -hmm. Because David Banner is thought provoking. um, And it's not because he's one of my best friends, but I would say that I wouldn't be talking to you if if it wasn't for David Banner's influence. Um, Not from a popularity standpoint, because he's not running around, you know, um, all the time with my name in his mouth. It's more of like when you have a friend. Right. And they have been exposed to things that you haven't been exposed to. And you are their friend and you have things that they haven't been exposed to. After a while, certain things rub off, you know, and there's certain things like there's certain songs that he's made based upon interviews and things that I've done. And I won't get into which ones or whatever. And there's certain books I've written based upon conversations that we've had. You know, I think that if you listen to the God box, which right is. I see it. I see it. (laughs) If you listen to the God box, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you get one of them right there. You know, there, there's a certain level of there's a certain level of growth and introspection that happens. I look for that. Um, there is an artist out of Dallas, um, ironically, who um, is a good friend of mine named, uh, you know, uh, Jay Taylor. And he has painted just about everybody you can think of the Obamas. He's done stuff um, for Ali. He, they, there's a painting of me. I'm actually getting, uh, you know, stretched and um mounted which is going to be extremely dope and it's like you know he took a he took a a selfie i put online and made a painting for me and i I didn't even know he did it um but he's super dope his daughter was bought into this world by erica badu she was uh, she was their their doula let that sink in you know what i'm saying like yo so like the stuff jt paints like if you go to art by com, like it'll blow your mind like for real like dude is like it's 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 god level talent you know what i'm saying like that does not come from man anybody who can just take paint and do that like i bought an eartha kit off of him i think for like i don't know 2000 or something like that you know i'm getting that also um put on a uh put on the canvas and and hung up because it's just dope and i love eartha kit so like you know those are my two favorite artists excellent um Um, so you wrote in, you, you have written many of a book, right? Many of Mm -hmm. uh, Amazon and New York times bestsellers, right? Mm -hmm. What, so what would be the name of your autobiography when, when you want to write one? Hmm. You bet on the wrong horse. Mm. Like my whole life, I was never the person that anybody believed in. You know, I was never the guy. I was never homecoming king, you know. I was class president, but I ran a campaign. And when you're in a, in a school full of ne'er-do-wells that don't understand the, the, the basics of running a good campaign, it don't take much. You know, I had a, lo- I had a lollipop campaign. I would go to all the classrooms, and I mm. hit it with lollipops, and it had signs on them that say, don't be a sucker, vote for Dave. You know, I had a five-point plan, but I was never the guy. I was never the one, you know. Um, I, I'm a lot like George W. Bush. I was the one that wasn't supposed to make it. I wasn't supposed to be the star. I wasn't supposed to be that guy. And there's something in being doubted. It's something in being the black sheep or the wrong horse that nobody believes can win, you know, the triple crown that almost if you're harnessed your situation, right, mm-hmm. it, it'll, it'll force you to win. 
And the other part of it, Drew, is like I'm a big believer in saying yes to everything. Mm. Okay, not everything. I'm not going to jump off the bridge, but I will say yes to opportunities. You know, even things that that scare me shitless, you know, and it has served me well. And, you know, I'm lucky that I had a mom who was like, David, always go with your first mind. So the first thought that comes to me, that's what I'm going with. You ain't got to like it. But listen, I believe it came to me through God. I believe that this is what I need to do. And that's what the hell I'm going to goddamn do, you know? And so... Yeah, that's what I would, I think I would either call it always bet on, you know, you, uh, you bet on the wrong horse or I might call it start somewhere and kill it. Because, you know, from where I started to where I am, you know, like I humbly stated, I'm, I'm killing this shit. That's that's dope. Um, what, so what, what another thing. So mm-hmm. if you created the autobiography and you named it that, right, who would write the foreword? Wow. I'd probably get Banner to write it. Okay. I, I, would, I would probably get Banner to write it. Um, simply because it it would need to be somebody who understands me and, and somebody who um, has a certain level of respect. Because, I mean, you can get your mama to write it, but, you know, yeah. your mama always going to say something good. You can get your spouse to write it, but your spouse always going to say something good. You get your kids to write it, but they came from your nuts. Like, so, isn't that a crazy, though? Isn't, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Like, I'd be looking at these humans, and they'd be talking to me. I'm like, yo, but you look like me. And you, but you're like, you're talking to me. And then you're doing things like I do. And yeah, this is weird. Like, the, the fact that, you know, there's a thing that looks like, you have to wonder, like, my dad, who was not a real emotional guy, you know, huge mountain of a man, you know, he would just stare at me and just look. And I'd be like, what's wrong? He was like, absolutely nothing. I'm like, you know, and I remember somebody asked him, you know, like, what do you think the greatest thing you've ever done is? And he was like, him. Mm. You know, and I was like, and the only other person I've ever heard say that was Rick James talking about his daughter. Mm. You know, and like, your kids, like, they're your greatest accomplishment, man. Like, you, you know, if you do right, you know, it's not what you leave for them, it's what you leave in them. And, Mm. you know, I, I feel like, you know, if I go tomorrow, like my kids are set. I mean, well, they're instant millionaires. But aside from that, <laughs> what what I've put inside of them, you know, are those intangibles, a, a sixth sense of belief. You know what I'm saying? You're only arrogant to weak minded people. You know, you're only crazy to the unenlightened. Everybody say Kanye is crazy. Six point six billion dollars. I'll take that crazy all day of the week. Mm. I think half of mm-hmm. that crazy. <laughs> Listen, I'll take a tenth. I'm not a greedy man. And this is what I try to tell people because people don't understand because they don't do the math, Drew. They Mm -hmm. don't do the math. So I could give you $5,000 a day for six months and you're a millionaire. I would have to give you $5,000 a day for 547 months for you to be a billionaire one time. He's at that Mm 6.6 times. Thanks for coming. He crazy, but he can buy and he can literally buy and sell you. He could probably clone you, and there's nothing you can do about it. What you gonna do? Just just hope the clone don't try to kill you. He can buy a country or five. (laughs) Oh yeah, he he can go to a lot of lot of countries and just be like, okay, I'm taking over this today. (laughs) 
Uh-oh. Oh, Branson's got Branson's got an island. Yeah, I'm buying that too. He don't he don't need that. Oh, okay. Musk is Musk is uh, taking rockets to the moon. Oh, who has property to the moon? Spielberg, Tom Cruise. I'm leaving Easter eggs here, people. Spielberg, Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, just give me the dark side. Y'all can have the rest of it. I just, I'll take the dark side of the moon. That that dark side in in six uh, months will have a Yeezy sign and then sell for what? Probably six billion a a, a acre. And now he right. made his, he made his money back and plus more. <laughs> but here's the gag, right? When you believe in yourself, they call you crazy. Mm-hmm. And everyone. then when you do it, it's like, oh yeah, you know Queen Penn, who most people you know may or may not know. Um, she's the woman who rapped on No Diggity. She also uh, had a song called Party in the Party. Mm-hmm. On her record, she has a song called True, set to Spando Ballets. Uh, I know this much is true. And she said, growing up. Ain't nobody have nothing to do with you. Went to the hit, make a hit, and everybody went to high school with you. And that's just what it is. And so for me, Drew, I don't focus on pleasing people. I focus on two things. I focus on pleasing God by being obedient to my purpose. And I focus on making hits, whatever that means. It doesn't mean that I always make hits, but it means that my goal every time I get up Every time that I put my pants on, every time that I do an interview is I'm out here to make hits. I'm out here to make memories. You know, I'm out here to make impact. And I can't do that being some rinky dink romper room version of what you think I should be based upon your limiting beliefs and your mediocre mindset. Just how I see the world, bro. That's but that's the best way to see it. (laughs) Obviously. Um, here's, Here's a question I think you might love. Um, hmm. who's your favorite supervillain? Oh, yes. There's so many. It's, that is a delicious question. Don't drink that in for a minute. Uh, without, without a doubt, my favorite supervillain is Lex Luthor. Point blank and period. Here's why. Lex Luthor is Batman without all the crazy. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and this is what I tell people. Like, y'all, y'all romanticize this, 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 this Kryptonian. I don't, mm-hmm. right? If you're an actual human and some alien shows up and he's flying around faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, tall buildings and single bound, you know the drill. And y'all are embracing the son of a bitch like God? You know if there's one, there's more. Last son of Krypton, my ass, how many Kryptonians have we seen in the past 80 years? Right? How much financial damage has this man done? Right. Lex Luthor is a humble scientist who realized that the rest of these mediocre, ne'er-do-well, knuckle-dragging mouth breathers aren't going to do anything to make sure that there's a way to at least neutralize the son mm-hmm. of a bitch. Also, in war, because people say, but Lex Luthor kills people. So does the United States government. But I don't yep. see you calling Barack Obama a crazy person. Yep. I also contend that Lex Luthor became president of the United States. Yes, he did. I also contend that Lex Luthor made most of the technological advances that that fictional world, um, you know, came to enjoy. On top of that, somebody has to look out for humanity. Oh, and by the way, if I told you that this man has a way to neutralize every single super, uh, every single superpowered being, you would call him a supervillain. You would call him a megalomaniac. But you cheer Batman for the same fucking thing. Oh, and by the way, Lex Luthor doesn't have daddy abandonment issues and and <laughs> and, and seven year old trauma because his parents decided to leave um, the theater early and got mugged. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm here for Lex Luthor all day, six days from Sunday. And if it happens to be black Lex Luthor, even fucking better. Oh, and I man. tell people all the time, I am not a nice man. I'm a good man. I'm not a nice man. I'm a super villain. My clients know it. You know, my fans know it. The people who buy my books know it. The people who show up to watch me speak, they know it. I'm not here to be your good guy. I'm not, I'm not putting a cape on. Think about it. You cheer for Superman, but then you say you don't want no dude out here caping. Make that math math for me. A little technical difficulties, but we're back. Um, so the last thing we left off on was about Lex Luthor and um, your um, admiring him and also saying yourself you are a supervillain from all the people from the people that read your books and the people that um, listen to you speak would attest the same. Um, so the, another question that you may that you may have a good answer to as well is, what superpower would you want to have? Wow, huh. great question. Um, I would say if I had to choose a superpower, um. I've already got a superior brain, so that's out. Um, I would probably go with invisibility. Which might seem like a strange choice, all right? But if you're invisible, you can really hear what people have to say. And you can make decisions based upon the information that they think you know versus the information you actually found out about being invisible. So that's what I would do. I would go with invisibility. Um, last question in Shots Fired is one of my favorites. Um, what is the last, your last meal of life? The last meal you can have and then your life is done. I need, mm-hmm. an app, I need an appetizer, I need an entree, and I need a dessert. And what you drinking on? Okay. Wow. Appetizer. Mm. Well. Okay, let's take the vegan options off the table here. It's my last meal. Um, appetizer. I'm probably going to go um, with the cuckoo bear wings from Outback. Medium, extra well done with blue cheese, extra celery. Um, my entree is an eight ounce Wagyu um, filet mignon. Medium well with um, loaded with mashed potatoes with extra sour cream and chives and bacon. Um, I'll also have uh, cream spinach, freshly prepared and made, uh, hopefully with creme fraiche. Um, my dessert. My Aunt Fran's cheesecake. I have yet to find a cheesecake better than my mother's sister's cheesecake. Um, you know, and like no no toppings, none of that shit, just Aunt Fran's cheesecake. Um, what I'm drinking on. So of course I'm gonna have ice water with lemon. I am going to have um I'm probably going to have uh an Arnold Palmer. Um, made with, uh, you know, a fat woman's 
you know, was the bingo wings type of sweet tea, um, with you know the other half being Chick Fil A lemonade with that, and um, you know, as far as an alcoholic uh, alcoholic beverage, uh, I'm going to go all day with a, you know with nothing better than a twenty year old uh, single malt scotch, you know, rounded ice cube. That's how I'm going out. That's a good way to go. <laughs> And that was Shots Fired. Uh, so, literally, I think we went through the beginning to the end <laughs> of everything and w- without having to go to the beginning and the end of everything. Right. I, 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 want, I had, did have a question, though. Sure. Um, so, with, this, with COVID happening, and you were talking about it a little bit, do you, do you see, you know, um, brick and mortars going away completely? Or where do you see brick and mortars being important? I know we touched upon it a little bit. What companies do you think brick and mortar, brick and mortar, like shops would work still work? There's a certain amount of the population that is always going to do what they've always done, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got people who are going to spend hours of their day going to grocery stores. Why I don't know, right? Um, there are people who've never fully taken a time out to go to an actual tailor and get their body body measurements done. So they know what clothes fit. So there's always going to be room for clothing stores. Um, I think that you know movie theaters, you can kiss those goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and I, and I said that way before there was a pandemic. I said, listen, you and me both, brother. <laughs> you know, I'm like, listen, for forty bucks, I can sit at home and watch the same movie. Yeah, give me that all day because I'm saving like eighty bucks. Anytime I would take my family to the movies, it's a buck twenty off rip, and I come <laughs> away easy. So I'll pay that 40 bucks to Disney Plus. I'll pay that 40 bucks to HBO or whomever else, you know, without fail. Like, you can cancel Christmas. It's not going back. Society never goes backwards. If you think I'm lying, there hasn't been another attack on the soil since 9-11. Yet and still, security is still like day after 9-11. Mm-hmm. I listen, I was a grown man before 9-11. I remember taking going right to the airport, slapping $150 on the counter and flying anywhere in the contiguous lower 48 that day. I remember, you know, being in being in radio, my mom would come and visit, and I remember being able to walk her to the gate and see her off. Oh, that shit's over with. And they ain't going back. I, I don't see them, I don't see them not continuing this mask fiasco. Um I know that's a hot take. Um, I don't. I don't see anything um, going back all the way. I think the only brick and mortars to survive. Um, there's still going to be dummies who feel like they have to go to a school, so the colleges will be just fine. You know, um, people need their distractions because they never paid attention to what the Roman Empire did to the masses. So there'll always be pro wrestling and basketball and anything with a ball or a puck. Yeah, that, that that'll be there. You know, concerts, again, weapons of mass distraction. Um, Any of that (laughs) stuff is always going to be there. You know, people want to be seen, so there'll be nightclubs. Like Atlanta, I don't think Atlanta ever closed. No, no, they did not. And notice Keisha Lance Bottom says she's not going to seek re-election because, you know, she's either going to get, watch this bold prediction, she's either going to get a cushy position in the White House or she's going to write a memoir and or be somebody's political correspondent, probably MSNBC. So yeah, like I mean, that's how I see it. I, I don't really see that there, there's going to be a whole lot of anything else. Restaurants, of course, like all the typical, yeah. you know, money wasters will be in place. So schools, restaurants, 
clothing stores, um, grocery stores, gas stations. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't get e-gas. You know? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. They're working on it. But I mean, everybody's not going to buy a Tesla. And if you notice, right, go, uh, here's one for you. Go YouTube Jack Nicholson water car. Hmm. Just go, go, you know, in 1974. To put that another way, three years before I was born, Jack Nicholson had a car that was that was running on water. And it was a big body car, and that thing was slick, because, I mean, it's Jack Nicholson. Say what Jack you want, but Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Sparky. You know, so <laughs> the, the, the thing of it is, they have the technology to make the car sexy. Elon proved that. Mm-hmm. Right? Pay attention to the supervillains. The supervillains will always show you the way. Look at what Bezos did. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to... Okay. Bezos, supervillain. Um, Bill I, Gates... I, I, no, I'm laughing villain. because I've been telling... I'll be like, don't they remind you of somebody? <laughs> like, don't... This is, like, don't they, they... He's literally going to the moon. Despicable me. One, two... Anybody? Anybody, anybody? sees this? No one seen this? <laughs> but when I start talking about cultural lagging and how they put things in movies before they put them in real life, people look at me like I'm mm-hmm. crazy. Then go back and look at all those asteroid movies and look at how every time that there was some type of disaster, there was a black president in place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at all those movies about cloning and then all of a sudden you have clone meat in your grocery store. Like, y'all don't pay attention because y'all don't believe it's real. It sounds so far-fetched. Then they, they have all these movies about aliens and then they're telling you, oh, we're going to Mars. They make Matt Damon the Martian. Okay? Like, it, man trips to, Martian, uh, to, to Mars. Like, there's a reason. But, you know, I try to tell... Oh, the humans. I tried. <laughs> the one thing I, I, so I was researching and just pulling up all these great facts about you and just listening to so much interviews and so much things. The one thing I really couldn't, you said something about Red Bull and vodka, mm-hmm. right? Can sure. you tell me what, the, yeah, what's the background of that? Okay. I'm going to give you the whole story. So a lot of times when you're in radio, you're in between jobs or what radio people refer to as on the beach, meaning that you're, you're, you're on a stranded island by yourself. No one can come get you. So you do what you can. Right. I had a buddy of mine, um, D. Lee. D. Lee is famous for uh, owning the Laugh House. The Laugh House produced myself, Kevin Hart, the Plastic Cup Boys, like uh, Two Ray Gordon. There's a bunch of people like black comedy, you know, on the East Coast is in no sm- small shape or form due to D. Lee. D. Lee had a significant other at the time who was working for a small company called PromoWorks. PromoWorks was the marketing company um, that was hired in the United States to introduce this thing called an energy drink called Red Bull. Now, Coca-Cola had seen Red Bull in other markets and decided to bring a version of it here called 180, which you've never drank and you've never heard of. You're welcome. Um... And what was happening, Drew, was that they had these ridiculous trucks. And in these trucks, they would put people like me and, and, and primarily really, really pretty girls. And they would go to pop, uh, you know, highly populated, yes. dense areas. And they say, hey, you look tired. Would you like a Red Bull? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Bezos who says, if I need a job done, I'm going to find the lazy person because they will always find the easiest way to do it. I don't like people drew and because i don't like people i don't want to deal with the unwashed masses it wasn't appealing to me right i'm 23 going on 24 
right? And I got a bag full of Red Bull, uh, you know, random hot chick in the uh, Red Bull truck with me, which was completely uncomfortable for a man almost 6'2". And <laughs> I was like, yo, this is boring. There's so many other things we could do. Well, what should we do, Dave? Well, you know, first off, we're going to the strip club. The strip club? Yeah, watch this. So we're going to the strip club. I'm like, listen, these these sisters, some of these sisters, they, they ain't popping it like they could. If you get this to them, like, I'm telling you, they're going to start popping it. Sure enough, gave it to them, they started popping it. And then, look, I was a drinker. You know, I'm 24 years, 23, 24 years old, so I'm drinking. And I was like, yo, I bet you this shit would taste good with some shit. And at the time, I was stuck on Stoli Raspberry. So the original mm. Red Bull and Vodka was actually Red Bull and Stoli Raspberry. You know, I also made, uh, and this one didn't take off, but I, I, I call it Fuzzy Bulls Balls because taurine is an extract found in the testicles of bulls. That's why it's called yeah. Red Bull. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had this thing called Fuzzy Bulls Balls, which is basically um, one shot of peach schnapps, um, shot of orange juice and then the rest Red Bull. Phenomenal. Try it if you've got nothing better to do. But the reason Red Bull is a mixer is me. The reason that 180 does not exist and Red Bull does is me. Now, I didn't do the flu talk shit. I didn't invent Red Bull. I'm not saying that. But I popularized it the same way Michael Jackson popularized the moonwalk i gave alan iverson his first red bull because we mm. bum rushed you know we bum rushed the, the the stadium and we i mean we looked like people who belong there because i mean red bull's colors are very similar to the 76ers so we made our way yeah. to the floor and gave gave iverson a red bull then i took it to the tv stations and gave it to the to the anchors you know cbs nbc abc gave it to the anchors then uh we went to all of you know, like the cool businesses. We went to the nightclubs. I went to the radio stations and hung out with my DJ friends because I was a radio personality. I just yeah. wasn't working. So there's, oh, Shataz is here. What's he got? So I'm giving them this, that, and the third, and they're giving me endorsements. I'm taping them. I'm videotaping them. I'm audio taping them. And it became a thing. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wanted Red Bull. The same way that Timberlands were not invented by black people, but black people were the ones that made them popular. And now Timberland mm -hmm. is very expensive, but you know, they were not, they were work boots. They were garbage ass oh, work yeah. boots you could get for $20. But the reason mm -hmm. that Red Bull is what it is, is in no, no way, shape or form in no small part due to what I did, you know, and I've got witnesses. There are plenty of people who were there, white and black, who can corroborate that story. I, there's so many levels to that story. <laughs> That I can't even, I don't even think I have the time to just peel off every layer because the first thing, the, even the thought process of going to a strip club, I, w I, would, I was like, why would, and then once you explain them, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. They definitely, depending on the city you're at, you know, the, the strip club closed at four or five o'clock, you know, they, they're done by 12 o'clock. <laughs> they're like, hey. listen, Mahogany not coming back to the stage. She's done. Listen, Cinnabons is over it. <laughs> She's done. Give her some Red Bull, perk, perk right back up. That's, and then the tenacity to, to go on this to the 76ers and you know give AI you know one of my favorite players of all time. He's the hey, greatest. Red and you know the problem with AI, Allen Iverson are like in that nobody wants to give the people credit who. Like, and I tell this to people all the time. If you go watch my Breakfast Club interview, I talk about it. Pioneers get scalped. Settlers yes. prosper. Yes. The same yes. way I created podcasting is the same way I popularized Red Bull, but I'll never get credit for it. And mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. True story. All right. So it's 97, 98, right? Dealey again. He had a cousin named Randy Watson. Randy Watson worked for a company called The Black World Today. The Black World Today was based in Baltimore, and they liked the stuff that I did. And keep in mind, 
I'm 20 years old, barely 19, not even 20. I'm like 19 years old, about to be 20. And, you know, I'm I'm a part-timer weekend guy because I really wanted to stay hip-hop because I wanted to keep it real because I'm from the hood. I want to keep it real, you know, and <laughs> dumb nigga. <laughs> um, but they was like, you know, no, we can we can take this show and we can put it up on a server. And I'm like, all right, cool. What's a server? Oh, man. And I'm like, well, it's this thing, and it looks like a computer, but it holds information, and then people can download it. And and there's this thing; it's it's an MP3 player. And I'm like, cool. What's an MP3 player? Like, where do you put you know where do you put the CD? And they're like, see, sit down, kid. And <laughs> you know they start breaking this down to me. So I'm going to these radio conferences, and I'm like, yo. This is the future. We're calling it on-demand audio. You can put your mixed shows on here. You can put exclusive interviews on here. You can do all of this stuff. And people told me I was crazy. And the only person, and they like the radio personalities, they laughed me out of the room. They said, we're not doing anything outside of radio, but uh, we'll invest in Sirius or XM. We all know how that worked out. Mm-hmm. The only person who did not laugh at me was Russell Simmons. And Russell Simmons was like, yeah, no, come meet me at Def Jam. Somehow that meeting never happened. But yeah, on-demand audio was a forerunner five years before the thing you call podcasting yes. came about. So there's no on-demand audio without your boy. You're welcome. <laughs> you're like, you're like, uh, which for the rock, Moana. <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? Except for, I, did, I, I like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, you know, pull the sun out of the sky or you know none of that but like you know what i, I mean, did was I, monumental but the thing of it is exactly. right i come yeah. from the same people who not only invented peanut butter but invented the assembly line i come from the same people who invented math and and the broom and the the the, the light switch and the super soaker and mm-hmm. so many other uh, other dope things and latimer didn't invent the light bulb but he made the filament that last longer than 30 minutes yeah. And exactly. um, I don't know if you know who wrote the patents, but it was Latimer, not Edison. Yes. Edison's only genius was finding the right people to exploit. And that's what they do to black people. They find the right black people to exploit, and then they'll turn around and make you think that it wasn't yours. Oh, no, that was mine. That's why his name is, that's why in New York, the, um, it's called Con Edison. <laughs> you ain't never lie. Message. Message. <laughs> <laughs> like the damn school kicked him out but his mama and that's why mamas are so important his mama got that letter and was like oh no listen you're too special for them to teach you so i'm gonna teach you and then he found that letter way after his mama died and realized that he was a i can't say retard because that's an, but he he was he he was special in the other way like short bus helmet special like could yeah, yeah. learn to save a lick but the thing of it is what he didn't have in brains he had in strategy you know yeah. so that's what it is, man. I'm Latimer. You know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, they'll, they'll say I'm crazy and I'm making it up this, that, and the third, but I can prove it and you can't. That's one thing I, I heard in your podcast you say. I was like, yeah, I like that. I'm taking that. <laughs> T- taking that. I'm just using it. Um, so the, the last thing, first of all, thank you so much. It's This has been like a breath of fresh air, really like the monumental part of my, my um, Saturday afternoon. Um, the last thing, the last question I love to ask on Drew versus World is, what are you doing, or what do you want to do to change the world? Wow, um, I think I'm doing it, but listen, bro. <laughs> the hard thing about me is I, I I don't stay anywhere too long. My family will tell you that, you know, Dave's so busy climbing a mountain. Dave could climb Mount Kilimanjaro and be like, get at the top of it, breathe for two seconds, and be like, oh fuck this shit. Everest. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm I'm always moving to the next thing. The one thing that I always wanted to do was empower people to to pursue their dreams and realize that it's okay. And yes, I'm a listen. I know white supremacy exists. I know that racism is a real situation. I don't. I'm not one of those people who be like I don't. I don't know racism. Like that's. I'm not on that. You know. Um. I know that it's real. Every time I get in a car, you know, like I had nightmares. I have nightmares about being pulled over or being accused of doing things and that type of stuff. But my whole thing is, you know what? You know what makes things a lot easier? Massive amounts of money. You know what's better than massive amounts of money? Massive amounts of power. How does one accrue massive amounts of power? Massive amounts of quality relationships. And so, you know, my business is, well, one of my businesses and my main business is empowering people to be entrepreneurs who thrive at the six, seven, and eight figure level, you know, and to show them that it's possible. You know, 2017 Dave didn't know 2021 Dave was coming. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if you're not constantly evolving and, and finding new ways to change the world, then what are you going to do? Like, I could have stopped at Red Bull, homie. <laughs> I could have stopped at iHeart. I could have stopped at podcasting. But that's the whole shit. I could have stopped at Ricky Smiley. I could have stopped at Les Brown. I could have stopped at George Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have stopped a long time ago on a lot of stuff. But there's something else out there, bro. And the one thing that I need people to understand is life ain't no video game. There's no final level. There's no, you know, there's no reset button. There's no way that you're going to beat it and the credits are going to roll. You know, so as long as you got breath in your lungs, you're on a mission. And it's your mission to find out what that mission is and then complete that mission so then you get your next assignment. You know, and greatness, like I'm a greatness addict, Drew. I'm today years old. I just realized what my problem is. I'm addicted to greatness, bro. I'm addicted to who I'm going to be. Like, that's why I'm spending a lot of time, you know, getting my body right. Because it's like, after that, what can you say? You know what I'm saying? You can't attack, you can't attack my mental faculties. You can't attack my resume. You can't attack my ability to generate revenue. You can't attack my choice in women. You can't attack my kids. But you can attack the fact that I'm a bit of a, uh, I'm a bit of a tubby. I'm cool with that. But... I'm getting my body in shape for two reasons. Number one, I want to live a lot longer to do a lot more super villain shit. And mm-hmm. number two, my job in life. When I was a kid, my job was to shut my mother up. When I got married, my job was to shut my wife up. When we had kids, my job was to shut my kids up. Now my job is to shut the world up. I'm trying to Kanye these motherfuckers. Because 6.6 billion buys a whole lot of silence. It's like, <laughs> like Darius Love Hall, bro. <laughs> Trying to play something for you. That's a, your your last in, in your last statement. Really, is like legitimately like a supervillain, like trying to. I'm trying to shit the world out. <laughs> That's really like legitimately like a supervillain would say that. And again, like you're saying to get get your body right, even um, Lex Luthor was jacked. You know, so it's like he didn't start yeah, off that he, way because he was a, he was a scrawny little piece of shit. Exactly. He was like, but he realized he needed to get in the gym. He's fighting it. Like, do you have any idea how insane it is to, to to try and fight an alien that can shoot lasers from its eyeballs and ice from its mouth? Mm-hmm. Can fly and breathe in space and underwater. Like, you got to be high and out your. Like, there's a special type of crazy 
that like the the difference between genius and crazy is a very thin line, and it usually mm-hmm. comes with success. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I, I totally believe that there's something else coming, and, and I'm gearing up for it. Again, Dave Anderson, the business boy. Thank you so much for joining, man. This is. Been a great one. It's been it's been a conversation, man, and I I love every minute. I loved every minute of it. Can you tell the people where they can find you and how they get um get in contact with you and any Absolutely. upcoming events you got going on? Absolutely. So um the main thing right now is you can follow me on all social media at the business bully, with the exception of Twitter, where it's D A Dave Anderson Business Bully, but everything is the business bully. Um, if you want to find out more about what I'm doing. Um, work with me and my team, that type of stuff. You can go to freegamealert.com because all I do, like I just drop gems all day, every day. So we've got a great case study there as to how we've built, you know, $118 million in revenue in a pandemic for our clients. Um, There's just a lot of information out here that we're just not privy to. And I want to make sure folks can catch that. So go to freegamealert.com. I'm not hard to find. I'm always out doing speaking engagements. My books are all... um, available at businessbullyshow.com my podcast is there you know i'm not hard to f- bro like call the crib same number same hood it's all good and if you don't know now you know so yeah man like i'm out here man i'm I'm just trying to make it happen i'm about to go enjoy my weekend and um you know get myself together i'm, I'm having a, i'm having a great day and i feel like any day you get up is a great day because there's a million people who went to bed last night who had plans for today who's Eyes just didn't open because they went on the glory. <laughs> Can you wake up dead? Can you wake up dead? I forgot. I think that was in a scary movie movie or something like that. I don't know. Can but, you? Uh, <laughs> can you wake Listen. up dead? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the, one, the last thing we do here on Drew vs. World is say our catchphrase. And I call it the, the global unifier. And the global unifiers are love, peace, and chicken grease. So, <laughs> so whenever you get a chance just hit us with the, the last thing and we'll be out of here yes indeed this is the mohawk and real talk and living fully business bully dave anderson out here doing what i do snapping necks and cashing checks Woo! this is drew versus the world man you gotta love it man so love peace and chicken grease yeah and this has been another episode drew versus the world